thank you so much for joining the Faith Chapel podcast. Wherever you may be joining us from, we hope that you know that you are loved and that this message encourages you throughout your week. Hey there, my name is Josiah. I'm a young adults pastor here at Faith Chapel, and I'm so excited to be able to bring the word to you guys today. I'm going to be continuing in Pastor Brian's series that we've been on for a few weeks now, the Promises series, and today we're going to be looking at his strength plus one. Now, here's the deal. We typically have no problem believing that God is strong. We know he's mighty and scriptures are full of the promises of his strength and how awesome he is, but when we get to... The place where we're trying to understand what his strength does for us. How does it apply to us? That extra degree, we tend to have a little bit of trouble with. We often think thoughts like this. Uh, is God able to restore this relationship? And the answer is yes, but will he do it for me? Is God able to heal because this person is sick? Yes, I know that he is, but will he do it for me? Is God able to deliver? Yes, but will he do it for me? And now that is a game changer in our thinking that takes things to a whole nother level when we, when we consider God's strength. As Pastor Brian has been preaching through this Promises series, it's very, very key to understand not just what the promise is, but how this actually applies to you. How do you implement this into your life? They're not just promises that someone made and they're sitting off in the cosmos somewhere. I want you to understand today, these promises really are for you and they're for me. My first scripture I want you guys to check out is Isaiah 41 verse 10. In the New King James, it reads like this, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. It's a beautifully worded scripture. I talk with people all the times that, that read verses like this and their conclusion at the end of reading a verse like that is this. They say, wow, isn't God great, but what's this really have to do with me? There's some form of a, of a disconnect between personalizing the scripture, recognizing that what he's saying here is actually for you. This blows my mind. We do this all the time with scripture. We read it as if it's a story of something that happened 2000 years ago, or it was a promise to this prophet or to this biblical character. But when we try to transcend that into today, 2020, we don't understand how it fits. We don't think it's for us actually here today. We need to embrace the promise. I want us to understand that this is for us. Embrace the fact that this isn't just a cute story from thousands of years ago. This is a living and active word that is still applicable, still moving, still God breathed for you and I today. So you ask things like, or, or you might uh, look at this verse and say, why am I not afraid? Well, I'm not afraid because he's right here with me. No matter how difficult the trial I'm in is, he's right here with me. He's uh, he's with me. He chooses to be near us. If we'll choose to be near to him, we learned that from James 4, 8, that beautiful promise. If we'll draw near to God, then he'll draw near to us. This is a promise of reality for you and for me. His strength helps us. He's not just strong somewhere up in the galaxy, flexing his muscles and looking in the mirror like, man, I'm getting cut. Look how strong I am. He's not doing that. His strength is for me. His strength is to live me up. 
He upholds me, like it says, with his righteous right hand. Now he supports me in order to do the things that he knows is right in accordance with his will. It's not the things that I think is right, but the things that he knows is right for me. That's who our God is. He does that for us with his strength. So it's again, not just knowing that God is strong, but what does that mean for Josiah living today? He upholds me with his righteous right hand so that I can learn to trust that he supports me from a foundation of righteousness. Now, I could even remember times in my life where maybe you've had similar situations where I was in a really rough spot. I remember being in a difficult place in my marriage. I remember being in a difficult place in my finances. And it was in those moments where the scriptures really became alive. So though we don't ever really pray for trials to come knocking on our door, when trials do come and difficult situations show up, it's a beautiful training ground. It's where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. You can look at those moments and say, God, what are you teaching me in this moment? Help me to understand. Help me to not just try to get through this and get to the other side free from all of my disruption. Help me to see what you're doing, what you're saying, and how you're trying to mold me and chisel me in the middle of the difficult situation. Though my finances looked bleak and scarce, I was reminded of the promises of God. And even this very verse here in Isaiah, I had to do something with the promise. Here's a big, this is a big key I want you to catch. We activate the promises of God through faith. You activate the promises of God through faith. Otherwise, it's just a promise. And if you don't hold out, if you don't claim it, if you don't activate it, if you don't utilize the promise, it just becomes this void promise that's not utilized. It's, it's there, but you're never going to put it to good use. It kind of reminds me of when me and my wife got married. We got all of these gifts and all of these wonderful gift cards to start our new family on. And we took those gift cards and we accidentally left them inside of the cards because we wanted to write thank you notes and we put it in the closet. And then, you know, time went on and we never got back to writing the thank you notes like we were supposed to. And those cards just literally sat inside their uh, envelopes in our closet for years until one day we reopened them and found hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of gift cards. They were gifts, they were blessings, they were promises, if you will, that had value you that we could utilize, but we weren't utilizing them. They were just sitting in a closet and it was useless to leave it there. I have to activate the promise of God through faith. I have to believe his word. I have to trust in him and I could feel his strength invigorating my brittle spirit in my difficult moments when I would begin to remind myself of who my God is. He's not just some God somewhere. He's my God. He's my and I know him and he knows me. We have a degree of intimacy one with another and that is a game changer. I tell myself, Josiah, he upholds you with his righteous right hand. I know tomorrow's scary and I know the bill is coming and I know we're not gonna figure out uh, how to cross every T and dot every I by the end of the month and so God's gonna have to do something but don't forget, Josiah, that he upholds you with his righteous right hand. I was declaring his promises over my Myself. I was activating the promise by my faith. That's so different than just knowing there's a promise. I, I, I took it. I adopted it. I received it. He's either real or he's not. The scriptures are either true or they're false. 
His promises are either tangible or they're fantasy. And I choose to believe that they're real. Can you trust that? Can you, can you trust him in that reality? If the, if the gym is where you go to get strong, <laughs> then the name of the gym is faith and the key to get into the front door is trust. It's how you get strong. Look at this verse in Isaiah 40, verse 29. We'll start there. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Did you catch verse 31? Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Come on, Jesus. That's some good stuff. You and I, you and I are going to get tired. We're going to get messed up. We're going to run out of strength. But if we draw our strength from him, he becomes a reservoir of of new strength for you and I. I'm talking like a fresh strength. I I don't know about you, but there's times where I I feel spiritually tired concerning something. And that's because I realized, man, I'm not cultivating my relationship with him. I'm not putting faith into this like I was. I'm not trusting him. Somehow I've taken the responsibility from him and put it all on my shoulders. And I've tried to be the one to apply it. And I've tried to be the one to knock it out of the park. And I've relied on my gifting and not on the Lord. And in those moments, I get tired. So when I find myself in that place of exhaustion, I need to go back and look at the remedy and look at what's happening in my situation and realize, man, I don't know if I'm doing this the right way. I think I've taken responsibility from God. Like he's the one that's supposed to be supplying my strength and that's inappropriate. I couldn't do that. No wonder I was getting so tired. So uh, I'll say, God, I'm tired. And God would say, well, you got to come back to me. I'm the one that supplies you with strength. And then new strength would come in. God, I'm depressed. And then new strength would come in. God, I'm broken. And new strength would come in. God, I'm sick. New strengths come in. That's because I'm going to him and saying, God, your promise is that when I'm in this situation, if I'll come to you, you'll be faithful to lift me out of it. You'll be faithful to deliver me. You'll be faithful to heal me. You'll be faithful to provide for me. You'll be faithful to mend the broken heart. You do all of these things, but I've got to come to you. I don't just look at my situation and say, well, God, you're the mender of the brokenhearted. Why am I not getting my broken heart mended? It's a promise somewhere, but it's just not happening. And God will look at you and say, because you're not invoking the promise, you're not coming to me. You might know it here, but how do you live it? You can know information, but it's not going to help you unless it's applied. I know that if I eat less calorie or if I eat more, I'm sorry, let me say this right. If I eat less calories than I burn, then I'm going to get skinnier, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen. If I'm burning more calories than I'm consuming, I'm going to get thinner. Just because I know that information, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. The information is there. The promise is there. The principle is there, but invoking it into my lifestyle is another ball game. You might be saying, that sounds great, Pastor Josiah, but how do we do this? How do we unlock this? How do we exercise this? Did you catch that? Talk about getting strong, exercise. Anyways, let's look at one of my favorite chapters in all of the Bible. This is Psalms 27. It's one of my favorites in all scripture. Let's look at the very last verse. This is verse 14 of Psalm 27. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. 
You see, the waiting of God is, is not sitting around waiting for him to do something while we eat another pancake. That's not the waiting that David is talking about in this, in this wonderful scripture. He doesn't say, kick back, chill, get in your hammock and eat some pancakes and God will just take care of it. Waiting is, and this is in your notes, number one, waiting is proactive. Waiting is proactive. It's the Hebrew word kavah. Check this out. This is rich. To look eagerly for an intentional, purposeful waiting. But watch this part. This was new to me. It can also mean to tie together by twisting, to entwine, or to wrap together tightly. We intertwine ourselves with the Lord. You know, it's, it's like this rope. I brought this rope in here so you can kind of get a bit of imagery, the imagery of this. And, you know, what, where this rope draws its strength is found in the fact that each thread, each braid is interwoven with the next. If it was all not interwoven, then the integrity of the rope is so much less. But the fact that if you look at it, it's, it's, it's intertwined with each other. It's wrapped around and around and around and around and around and around. And so every little unique thread that makes up this rope becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. And this is even a, a proof throughout your body. Your body exercises some of this same principle. God just has built into the fabric of our physical world that we live in that when something is interwoven, when it's intertwined, it becomes stronger than it was before. So, so what's the big deal? The big deal is this. Number two, it's our responsibility to do this. As we wait on God, it's not his responsibility to just fulfill the promise because he made it. We, once again, activate it by our faith and it's our responsibility to do this. So wrapping ourselves around him, wrapping ourselves around his promises so that through his encouragement and his strength, it will manifest in our life and come pulsating into the core of who we are because we are applying it by faith. We've wrapped ourselves, we've waited on God, interwoven ourselves to who he is because he is not a person who fails in his promises. He makes good on every one of his promises to you and I, and you can take that to the bank and cash it. And so he is a God who is faithful 100% of the time, but we have to interwove ourselves. We have to entwine ourselves to him and to his promises. That sounds to me totally different than just saying, hey, well, God, you said that you were going to do this and, you know, nothing's happening. And God's sitting there saying, where is the entwining? Where is the submerging yourself into the truth and the understanding of his faithfulness? Man, when we apply that, the game changes 100%. So number two was our responsibility. Number three, it's for us. It benefits us. It benefits us. Waiting on God, entwining ourselves around who he is and his promises, that is for our benefit. So wait on the Lord and let it be for your benefit. Get tied together with him by twisting his promises into every fiber of our being. Even when we're just about out of strength, all of a sudden a fresh strength will come once again because we know who we've entwined ourselves around. We know who we've been waiting on, proactively uh, wrapping ourselves around. The strength of God is truly unmatched in all of the universe. I don't think you guys would agree. The strength of God is unmatched. I mean, who is his equal? Who is his rival? 
There is none. It certainly is not the devil. That's already been defeated. That's already a done deal. Scripture even tells us that one day when he's revealed and you see him, you're going to be like, this is the guy that tormented the earth. Like what a joke. It's certainly not him. So he's unmatched in all of the earth and all of and all of existence. But what does that mean for the degree of your faith? The degree of your faith. Check this out. Author Sam Parker talks about how 211 degrees Fahrenheit, you can have some very hot boiling water, but one more degree of heat at 212 degrees, the water boils and the steam is created. And all of a sudden you have the power to move a train. So at 211 degrees, you have really hot water, but at 212 degrees, you have boiling hot water where steam is now generated, is now created, and therein lies the difference between really hot water, which doesn't do you a whole lot of good except make you a nice pot of tea or some coffee, but besides that, one more degree and you have the power to move a locomotive. That's a game changer. One degree makes all the difference. I believe many of us coming into today's message already knew that God was strong. I think if somebody were to come up to you and ask you, who's the most strong, powerful being in all of the universe? You're not going to go to Aladdin and, and like the genie and be like, I have phenomenal cosmic power. That's not you. You're going to know it's our God. It's Yahweh. It's the Father. It's Jesus. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. But his strength, that's, that's really good, and that's hot water. His strength plus one extra degree of faith is believing that his strength is for me. This is what I propose to you today. His strength is for my benefit. It's for my family. It's for my future. It's for my destiny. It's for my freedom. That's what his strength is gonna do for you. That's the difference. This changes everything. His strength is for you. His strength is for you, man. This changes everything. It's changed everything for me. Now I don't just look at God and go, wow, God, look how strong and amazing you are. I look at it and I go, God, your strength, your majesty, your might, your power, that's for me. That's so that I could be successful, that you'll uphold me with your righteous right hand. If I will wait on you, if I will intertwine myself with who you are and your promises, that changes my world. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that God would add this one degree of revelation to your life. Father, I'm asking today for every single person watching this, wherever they're at, that you would take this one extra degree of revelation to the reality of your strength, that we would know that your strength is for us, your strength is for me, to lift me up, to invigorate me, to be deposited in, into me. I don't just wanna know that you're strong, and for the people watching this, we don't just wanna know that you're strong, God, we wanna know that your strength is for our benefit. Help us, Lord God, to translate this one extra step, one more degree of application, not just to know it here, but to experience your strength and its benefit for our lives. Thank you, God, for your might and your strength. And I thank you that it lifts me up. It does wonders for me here today. 
You know, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I got to say that the greatest display of God's strength, it was not when he created the universe. It was not when he destroyed the enemies of Israel. His greatest display of strength was the sacrifice of the lamb. There, willing, hanging on the cross, taking the cat of nine tails across his back, knowing that in 2020, you would be living and you would be needing his love and his strength. And so, even though billions would curse him to his face, would deny him, would not choose him, maybe even hate him, still he would lay everything down in this unparalleled moment of intense strength for each and every one of us. So if you don't yet know Jesus, man, you're one prayer away from giving your heart to him. The greatest strength was that moment on the cross when he was thinking of you. So if your heart's not right with Jesus, pray this prayer. Say, King Jesus, come into my life right now. I need your strength to invigorate my spirit, man, to take me to new heights and new levels, showing me who I am as your beloved child. Change me from the inside out. I confess you as Lord and a savior, and I welcome you into my world. You are the strong one, God, and I thank you that your strength is for me. I honor you with my life in Jesus name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, let us know. We want to know what God's doing in your world. You can go to the Faith Chapel app and click on the decision form, or you can just put a message there in the comments and say, hey, I prayed that prayer, and we want to congratulate you and put some tools in your hand and make sure that you're successful. All the rest of you, church, I hope this empowered you. I hope this invigorated your life. Don't don't forget, his strength is for you. Claim that promise all week long, and I pray that God blesses you and your family in Jesus' name. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks again for joining us today. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like to further connect with us here at Faith Chapel, visit us online at faithchapelsd.com or any social media platform at faithchapelsd. See you real soon.